Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Yeah, yeah. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life. Just us, the cameras, and those wonderful people out there in the dark. Science fiction. The wave of the future. I wonder where a guy in everyday Joe like myself could find a little action. <laughs> yeah. How you feel during the daytime? You feel pretty good? I just got that, you know, noontime jerk off done. I'm, I'm, I do feel pretty good. Do you have a, a, a morning one and then a noon one? Uh, just a noon one and then I have the, the late night creeps. The late night creeps. The late night creeps always creep in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It creeps in like crazy. You know, you'd be sitting mm-hmm. there, you're laying on the couch or the bed or wherever. And all of a sudden you see something and you go, you know what? I think I will take this little journey. You know, when you're on the floor of a dirty bar, you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> if you're at the Tarasco bar, you just happen to want to whip it out. You know? just come in the Tarasco bar. You want to tell the bartender some tales and you want to take it out. Whip it out. I see you're going to take us right into that dirty old dusty town. <laughs> that bar. That old bar. I like that cup you had just now that you took a sip out of. It was very. You like uh, that nukes. It was very festive. It is. I thought you were taking us back to the 80s with those old McDonald's cups, you know? Can't find them. Can't find them. Can't, can't find them. Find them. Uh, I'll tell you what you can find. Mm-hmm. A 1995 movie by the name of Desperado. Mm-hmm. It's on almost every single streaming platform. As of right now? As of right, as of right now, I think it's on three or four different platforms. Did you go back through this? Oh, I, went, I, went, I, went, I took the Netflix route on it. Yeah, me too. And I had to make sure I gave it two thumbs. Mm, two thumbs. I had to give it two thumbs. Previously, it only had one thumb. Now you give it two thumbs, and then they know you really mean it. You really right. want it. I can't. I can't wait for the three thumbs. Ooh, the three thumbs. Yeah. Mark this day, mm. November 9th, twenty twenty three. I guarantee Netflix comes out with three thumbs. Hey, it's funny you say that. You know, today, November 9th, twenty twenty three. I thought I was thinking to myself. I was like, "There's really no rhyme or reason why we're going to do Desperado," and and we're going to get to it. Don't worry, folks. We're going to get to it. But uh, I thought, what else notable happened today in history? You know, there's got to be something else that happened today in history. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's just go through it, shall we? I got a quick list here. We'll go through it. Unless something else comes to mind. There's something in the back of my mind. It's creeping. It's it's residing there. It lives there. What are you, what, what are you searching say, for? Charles. I'm searching for hope, old friend. Supposed to. He, told him, he was telling him to get the fuck out of there. Well, he he was. He was. Get the fuck out but of there. But notice when he said, I'm searching for hope, he goes, I'll bring you hope, old friend. And I ask only one thing in return. Don't get in my way. Oh. 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 Will it, will it ever get that good again? So you, you want to go back to X-Men, huh? Well, let's just talk about it. 1989. Mm-hmm was the opening of the Berlin Wall on this day. Did you know that? I did not know that. 
I did not know that. Yes, the wall stretched 28 miles, erected in 1961. Wait, 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 wait. Long as a symbol of the Cold War, the Berlin Wall erected in 1961 and eventually extending 28 miles divide. Oh, it came down. Just kidding. It came down. Oh, okay. Okay. Because. Wait, it said it was opened by the East German government. That's what they mean. That's right. what they mean. It was because opened. Because if, if we go back in film history, an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. The She's wall standing was there. Down. there. <laughs> that's how we know. Of course, that's, that's how, we, how know. we know. And Look when at that. was Atomic Blonde? In the in the eighties. Uh, eighty five. She was she was like eighty five or eighty four. Actually, I think it was eighty nine when it was coming down. That's when they opened it up. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. It was they were breaking it down in the movie. Hold well, on. What was Atomic Blonde? I think he was up in the movie. She was mid eighties. She wasn't 89. She was mid 80. She was mid 80. I don't yeah, think it was, it was standing. It was standing in mid 80s. It was standing, but it was coming down. Was it? Let's see. They were breaking it down. Berlin Wall. Okay. Came down. Okay. Yeah, November 9th, 1989. Came down 89. November 9th, 1989. Today's day. Came, came down. So when you hear the word opening, you think like grand opening, but they, they opened it in terms of they destroyed it, they dismantled it, you know? After Reagan said, tear down that wall. Tear down that wall. Right, right. Well, I'll be goddamn. I'll be goddamn, right? But then why the fuck were they playing Blue Monday? The hmm. plot for Atomic Blonde took place November 1989. Goddamn it. There you go. That, that has it. So why were the fuck were they playing Blue Monday? They were playing songs from the 80s. Yeah, but that's 89. So you're saying it should have been played in 89? You should have been playing some 89 shit. Like Blue so, Monday. Blue Monday came out what? 80, 83? 80, 83. New order. At least 83. Blue because the directors and the writers were like, we just really like this song, and it's '80s, so we'll just throw it and in. And it's '80s, you know. And I'm, a, I really, I really thought she was like in '86, '85. Okay. I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got See? it. That's Look. what fucked me up. Okay. So on this day, 1996, this day. Evander Holyfield, right? Holler, Hollerfield. Hollerfield. Holyfield scored a technical knockout of Mike Tyson. To win the heavyweight boxing championship for a third time. Look, <laughs> I'm not Bill Spruce, okay? I don't, <laughs> don't do sports. <laughs> Hollyford, Hollyford, Hollyford. Like, I'm going two for two. What? 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 What boxing match is this? Ooh, let's see. Let's see. This is 1996. Yes, on this day. The technical knockout. I'm on, trying to do a new segment where I say on this day, like we just talked about some function. Okay, okay, I remember that. I hated to see that. I I don't remember watching it, but I remember wasn't there something with the ear or was that earlier or later? No, I think this is I think that's I think the ear is later. If you're saying he ninety six he bested him. Oh no, 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 I take it back. You might be right. I think that is the ear. I think that is the ear, right? That is the ear. Because Son of a bitch. Yeah, because prior to that, Holyfield was uh Knocking his ass out before, yeah. Oh. This and, and, and Mike had Mike just got out of prison, right? Mm, just out of prison. Yep, but he kept he kept headbutting. 
he kept telling the ref, he's fucking head button. Right. He kept on, he kept on, he kept on. And Evander Holyfield had a big ass head. Like, mm. uh, he won't get said. That's what other boxers are saying. Like, this motherfucker's head was huge. Mm. And he used it as a weapon. He just headbutt people. It's headbutt people. Like, it wasn't yeah. his fist, it was his head. God damn. And so Tyson said, fuck that. I'm going to bite his motherfucking ear. I'm going to bite his ear. Now, would you even go up to Tyson now if you saw him on the street and try to get his autograph? Hell yes. Would you really? Hell yes. Because I feel like I'm, he's a little intimidating. He's a little on edge. That's you iconic. See, That's you iconic. see him in I mean, I, mean I, wouldn't, I wouldn't run up to him. I wouldn't run up to him. If he's just, let's just say elevator-wise, I wouldn't ask him for an autograph. I'd be like, just thanks for the memories. I'll give him that. There you go. There you go. I'll let him say, you want a picture? I'm like, fuck it. Let's, let's do it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Now, see, I, I run up to him like, Mr. Tyson, Mr. Tyson, can I get a picture? Yeah. <laughs> for the... For the Sunday Hera. <laughs> it's a real shame about that fight with Mr. Ho- Ho- Hollyford. <laughs> you got a comment about the fight? <laughs> Tyson, Tyson, tell him what you're laying down. Tell him what you're laying down. Folks say you're on the outs. What's the gab? You look like you look like a Jimmy. You, you could be a Jimmy Olsen. I like could a, be a Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> you just like see me running. Suspenders. Oh, yeah. The loosened tie. I think we got an idea for the next skit. There you go. There you go. I just come running up. Some suspenders. Gee, Willikers. Hey, what's the word on the street, huh? <laughs> what you laying down? After taxes. <laughs> Commissioner, is there a... What a, what a loss. What a loss. Uh, 1984 on this day. Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Released <laughs> in American theaters. Introducing moviegoers to the villain, Vetty Kruger. Vetty Kruger, Nick. Vet wow. three for three. <laughs> I can't fucking... At this point, I think I think it's safe to say stroke is happening. Woo! You know what it is? It's the daytime. It's the daytime show. The the falling back or just the daytime show? Uh, everything. 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 Okay. I, I am I am not meant to podcast during the day. Mm. See that light pouring through the window? It's very. You know what I mean? It's just not meant to happen. Uh, you feel like Deacon Frost just took you to the beach and. You know, just let you loose. But I forgot my sunscreen. Oh, this one's very close to your heart. 1923, the Beer Hall Putsch, led by Adolf Hitler, ended after 16 Nazis were killed on a march toward the Marienplatz in the center of Munich, Germany. Au revoir, You know what I'm saying? So, no? Okay. The, the, the Beer Hall Putsch? The Beer Hall Putsch, led by Adolf Hitler. Let's see here. Also known as the Beer Killer Putsch. The Hitler Putz, the Meinschinner Putz, the Munich Putz. Uh, yeah. Never heard of this Putz. I guess it was an. Uh, I guess it was an affront, so to speak. During the war? No. During the war. Oh, Sixteen boom. Nazis killed oh. in a march. Yeah, not a march. Hey, yeah, that was a good march then. Hell of a march. Nineteen twenty-two. Albert Einstein was named the winner of the nineteen twenty-one Nobel Prize for Physics for his explanation of the photoelectric effect. Now, how mm. about that? Well, this is not the one for relativity. No, this is the photoelectric effect, which is physics. That's all it's going to tell me at this time. <laughs> Look, kids, we don't have a staff, a crack staff of researchers here. We try to introduce segments because it's a fun thing to do. Um, this is all boiling down. Oh, Dorothy Dandridge, 1922, first black woman to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress. 
This is the year of her birth on this day. The year of her birth. Okay. Right. So she would have been almost 100, over 100 years old. Almost 100, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Carmen Jones. And last but not least, 1918, just kidding, 1888, Jack the Ripper's infamous killing spree in the Whitechapel District of London's East End came to an end. Or did it? Or did it? Is he still among us? He's he's definitely not among us, but I don't think they I don't think they caught him. You don't think they caught him? I don't think you they just, caught him. You just think the killing came to an end. Yeah. But I don't think they caught him. Really? Hmm. And then you can read about history's most notorious serial killers. But there is one anniversary they're missing, and that's November ninth, nineteen ninety three. A little album called The Thirty Six Chambers was released. Ah. On this day. Raw I'll give it to you with no trivia. Mm-hmm. So I figured since we like to drop the woo every now and then, I had to give some respect where respect was due. Of course. And then it went, took me down a rabbit hole where I mispronounced and misled the audience and several Spurt tries. Five, five mics. Five mics, right? Easy. Five mics. It's top 10 of the first round of the, when they started doing five mics. It changed a lot of things, didn't it? Would you it say that changed. it changed? It changed things because who the hell thought you can get 20 motherfuckers on one mic and let them go? <laughs> they were deep. Mm. They were deep and all of them just equally talented. And they were all so fucking different. You know what I mean? Each one different in their own way. Had their own flavors and everything on it. You know what I'm saying? The RZA, the Jizza, Inspect the Dick. Right. Don't forget that Capadon. Don't forget that ODB. Capadonna. Ghost. Raekwon. Killer, yeah, of the course, chef. right. And the spinoff albums, the spinoff albums were great. Well, the Jizza and the Rizza, and the Method Man. Method Man had some good shit. ODB. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, it, it all comes down to the, the the those liquid swords and that and the, and those Cuban links. I don't, I don't know though. Not beneath the surface though. Yeah, that's liquid swords. No, beneath the surface came after liquid swords. Beneath the sword. Oh no, that, that that's the yeah. uh, what you call album. Yeah, but that liquid. And then you had that Cuban links that the Raekwon joint, right? Yeah, that's the Raekwon. Yeah. So I mean, and then of course it takes us to forever. Which, come on now. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Rub your ass in the moonshine. Did, didn't I mean hip hop where it was then? Don't you think there was a significant turn when that album came? Because because right. at that point the West Coast was on top as far as gangster rap. Mm. West Coast was running it, and East Coast wise, you still had just that the easy going like you had the boom bap, but it was just easy going boom bap. Everybody thought it was just like Run DMC. You had Tribe was Tribe Charles. around, and then yeah, Tribe was around. Yeah, that's what you had. Tribe wasn't doing like gangster rap. Tribe was doing like you know that conscious rap. Right, right. So with. With the emergence of like Nas and Wu Tang and uh, who else was he called and Mob Deep, with them guys coming out, now you had the return of Gangsta Rap. And then with them, you know, you get the emergence of who you get Big coming out of all that, right. and, and that's just whew, that balances the whole landscape at this point because now you got the West Coast just shooting out this Gangsta Rap, where you got this guy like Big, he's spinning lyrics and he's also lived that life. Mm. Which is the same way, but like you had the members of Wu Tang, they lived their life too, and same with Nas. But it 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 changed the whole landscape of hip hop. I had heard some shit that whatever shit MTV would play, and I remember like midnight they dropped this shit. 
well, even before Triumph, like hearing 36 Chambers for the first time, like it just fucking blew my mind away. Just the production quality of it was like so lo-fi and mm-hmm. so like underground. It was just dirty. You know, it wasn't as polished as the later albums. To be that young and mm. for RZA to be that type of a genius, because I look the 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 samples for protecting. Oh, Goddamn! You know, like the way he pulled the the beat from I can't. Uh, I just I just listened to the sample the other day, but he pulled the beat and he just looped it and he slows it down. To be that young and to know how to work that whatever he had, either that SP-12 or whatever he had, he looped that shit and that shit is classic now because you got other guys sampling protect your neck for lo-fi beats now. Right. Not to mention the fucking a game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first. Those skits and those kung fu skits. Dude. Classic. The Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. And, uh, and Raekwon pulling some of the John Woo flicks from mm. Cuban Links. Mm. It works. It works. It was a whole other world. And they were they were they were a fucking they're a fucking brand. A brand. Everybody that Wu Tang shit. Like I still take a Wu Tang shirt at this point. Right. It's you hard have not Wu-Tang to shirts. I do. I think I have one. And you have Wu Tang socks. I do. And and I also have this guy. Don't you worry, I'll find him. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if I just pulled out a giant, giant sex toy? Crazy. What doll? Like a demon, demon blow up doll. Or it could be something else if you had just pulled out a, you know, nice young porn star. Now we lose our minds. Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? On vinyl. On vinyl. Shout out. When did you make that purchase? This is a parting gift from uh, a moon base. From my from me familia at a former moon base, and they said, you know what, this motherfucker, here you go. Mm-hmm. And uh And it's in good condition too. It's in great condition, it's brand new. I haven't even spun it, you know. I've been mm-hmm. afraid I've been afraid to take it out and spin it. I've just been admiring it, you know. And it was buried That's... in between a stake of Neil Young and Pearl Jam. And uh it's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. So uh, there's that. There is that. But that's all I had. I just wanted to go down a little memory lane. I wanted to give a little shout out to, you know, where shout outs do. Maybe we can make that a new segment where we just give little shout outs to things that uh, shaped our youth, inspired our youth, or sold our youth down a river. Good thing. You know? Mm. I like your work emblem that was re- reflected in the, in the album cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to do, I guess I got, I guess I got to do that edit, huh? Oh, only the initiated cause... <laughs> But we are initiated. We are initiated. Hey, and while we're dwelling in the shadows, let's not stand on ceremony here. Uh, just, just one quick thing. Oh, if, yeah, sure. uh, if it came down to it, and the whole city siege is at stake here, who wins if somebody's trying to take over the city? Raz al Ghul or Kingpin? Raz al Ghul. Raz al Ghul. Explain why. Because Raz al Ghul has an army... Okay. He can deploy. Whereas I feel like Kingpin always just had goons. Now, if Kingpin brings in the hand mm-hmm. somehow through Electra or by any other means, then he might have something going on. But uh, now, if you take the MCU version of Kingpin, who's like apparently impervious to uh, getting hit by a car through a window and a, and a grenade and a couple of arrows and a gunshot, 
it remains to be seen. But Ra's al Ghul's eternal, you know. He is eternal, and he has the League of Shadows. He has the League of Shadows. However, I'm I'm looking at Kingpin's entire criminal network and his behind the scenes stuff, and I'm sure he has ties to like big organizations that can take on hmm. the League of Shadows. League of Shadows. Or League of Assassins. Or League of Assassins. Which, 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 whichever butter you like to put on your toast. Which, whatever kind of buttered sausage you like. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it depends on on what Kingpin does. Who well, I guess side. I guess I'm not asking so much as far as the head the head to head matchup with Kingpin and Roz. I'm talking about who can really just take over a city. Oh, I know, I know, I know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think with with even with his network, I mean, remember Roz Al was able to infiltrate every single aspect of Gotham City. Now, are you just taking in uh, consideration the movies? Or are you taking in comic wise? I'm taking it all in, baby. Oh, okay. If we go if we go deep with the comics and cartoons, we got to go with Ra's al Ghul, you know, because you got that supernatural aspect. Okay, the supernatural. Mm-hmm. I never liked it when they raided his compound in the animated movie, the Damien movie, and they were able to just, mm-hmm. you know, right. destroy him and his forces so easily. I thought that was kind of bullshit. I was like, really, Ra's al Ghul, you know? But at that point, I guess he was pretty much giving it up, even though. When he's giving it up, he's still pretty spectacular. But that was a good fight. It was a good fight, yeah. but it could have been it could have been more drawn out. And and Deathstroke chiming in, come on, mm-hmm. you know. Do I believe that Deathstroke could take on Ra's al Ghul? Of course. Can he best him? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Because then you got Talia looking. I I I I knew Ra's al Ghul was that that dude. I mean, I know it doesn't matter, but I knew Ra's al Ghul was that. Oh, guy it matters when he, when he tore up. Uh, Oliver Queen, mm. and uh, an Arrow, and that C Dubs. That's why you said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Matter. <laughs> but wh- whoever remembers that fight between Oliver and 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 Raz Al Ghul, that was one hell of an episode. One hell of an episode because he kicked the shit out of Oliver's ass. Another side trick. Like I said, some some of that CW run was awesome. That's all I have to say. I think it was fresh though. I think that's why it was awesome. It was still fresh. It was still fresh. Like you hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah. I remember watching a few of those early Arrow episodes and being like, okay, they're doing something here, especially for what it was, early 2000s, mid-2000s. Yeah. I mean, what else was on TV with that, of, of that caliber? But that, that, that really wasn't your thing. Huh? You really wasn't a CW-verse guy. I didn't get sucked in because I, I swear I could spot the campiness and the illegitimacy right. like a it mile away. Yeah, it was campy. You know, and, well, and- I take it back. I take it back. Arrow was not campy until Flash came along. See here, I disagree. I think the the scenes where he's on the island, I was like, oh, it's got some grit to it. Because my sister saw the same thing. She's like, oh my god, it's actually pretty legit. You should watch. But then there's those scenes at the dinner table, and you're like, okay, like it's so like Hallmark Lifetime fucking you stroke oh. me, I stroke you bullshit. But what my my problem at that time was, I was too serious. I didn't take the hat off. And then I watched Flash, and by that time I was a little older, and I I took the hat off, and I go, oh, I get it. This is a soap opera, but with superheroes. And that's what I need. You need to put that hat on and look at it through that lens. Because I came, like I said, I came in from that Smallville run. And so I knew what it was. I knew what it was. You were initiated. Yeah, you were initiated. I was already good to go. Because I knew they weren't going to do too much. They weren't going to veer off course too much from what they were doing with uh, Tom Welling, you know, and his stuff. They just, just building it up more. Arrow had to be gritty. You knew it had to be. What, how gritty did Lana have to be in Smallville? Oh, she had to get dirty. 
I wish you <laughs> But Lana, Lana got played out because once Lois hit the scene, you just needed those tits. And there it is, folks, talking about Smallville on a Comic-Cons podcast. Because that Lois from that, Smallville, mm. she was hot. And the way they introduced her, I was like, Clark has no business with Lana Lang at this point. Sometimes you can tell, right? Because that Kristen Crook was hot. She was hot. She was on like she had she had that like that Megan Fox type shit going on for a Canadian, but you know for, for a Canuck, yeah. yeah. But when they when they brought that chick in, I, I forgot her name. That the the actress played Lois, and they brought her balloons. Oh my god! Kind of like when you uh when you watch that ca- camping uh, comedy on Netflix with uh, our boy uh, Casey from Yellowstone, and he's paired up with Kimmy Schmidt, and my wife and I are going no. I don't think so. Mm, like that's fucking Casey. That's Casey. He needs to be on horseback, right? Shooting people, and he needs to have a terrible actress of a hot motherfucker chasing his nuts. Terrible actress. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Was it terrible actress, or it's just the character just was wasn't there? It's a little bit of both, I feel like. I feel like they wanted, and we've talked about it, but they needed the authenticity. They're like, we'd rather go authentic than good acting. So instead of getting a good Hispanic actress to play this Native American, we'll get this Native American who's a horrible actress. And that way we can say we're authentic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And much to my own chagrin, I may look this up and find out she's not even Native American, but God damn it, she looks I think she is, though. I looked her up because okay. it, it's, it's, it's sometimes she was kind of cute. Especially in those shower scenes. She was- well, I mean, in the valley, she's probably the most gorgeous woman there. Look, I mean, if you look around, there's yeah, nobody else there. Even in, even in Yellowstone, she was kind of hot. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's either that or you leave. So, you, you, get this, you get this Cruick that comes in. See, I'm a big believer, and my wife is too. We talk about it all the time. When you have these people set up, one thing that always takes me out of it, if we're watching something and the person paired up with the other person doesn't match the same caliber. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You gotta as in, have a as in Tom Welling and Kristen Crook. You'd say that it didn't it didn't match. No, I th- I think that was pretty close. I think that was pretty good. Micah, they, they they did have a good combination going for at least, like I said, those uh seven seasons. But that seven Lois seasons. and 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 Clark and the new Superman show on that Max, not so much. That new Lois Not uh, so much. Not so much. Yeah. That that guy is a beautiful, beautiful man. And uh what are we doing? He's a good-looking Superman to you. He's a good-looking. I, I think he's a good-looking Superman. Yeah. I mean, he ain't no Hank. Now let's talk about this. Hank and Amy Adams. You think they could have done a little bit better with their Lois Lane? I personally like Amy Adams as Lois, but uh, I, 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 at first I did believe we could do better than Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you like it. I mean, yeah, it, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Okay. Yeah, it worked out. I think I had I had some ideas who I wanted to come in for Amy Adams. I, I can't I can't recall the actress at this point. Here is a guy who can fly to other planets if he wants to, you know what I'm saying, and get some get some interdimensional strange. So if he's going to be anchored to the to a human to a human planet, humanity itself, let's just pretend that Ma and Pa Kent are gone. His only his only tie to humanity is through the Daily Fucking Planet. That Lois Lane better be coming out with the fucking bongos mix plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean bunk. Bonk, 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 beat it up. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted, I think I wanted Sandra Bullock to do that bonking. I agree. You see her in that proposal when she's got that little skirt on, that business skirt on? I can't remember the skirt. I just remember the naked thing. Yeah. She was naked in that. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
But they didn't show everything. They did like a. Well, they didn't show everything, but at that point, it, it reminded me who, uh, you know, that it reminded me of that Love Potion number nine, Sandra Bullock. Ooh, that Love Potion number nine. Never seen nothing better than that Love Potion number nine, Bullock. What would you do within the Love Potion number nine? Rule the world. I would give me that Love Potion number nine and give me that uh, what women want uh, ability that Mel gets from that. You can read the minds too. Read the minds. What would you, what do you think women would be saying about us right now if we, if, they, if we could read their minds? No coochie is safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a clip you need to say right there. <laughs> it's the shock on your face. Oh. Yeah. That uh that Antonio and that uh Selma Hayek they look flushed. They, they look good together. Your flesh your face is flushed. It's something about that word coochie. Every time I hear that word coochie, I just get all hot and bothered. I don't know why. It's like, especially if a woman calls her. You're getting hot. I am. It's getting sweaty in here. Especially if a woman calls her own fireplace a coochie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By God. <laughs> gets, the, gets the engine going, huh? Ooh, it gets the engine going. I guess the injury go. You know who would have been a good uh, Lois Lane? That Carla Gugino. How about that? Can we put that on for a size? She would have been. She you would know, have been. Give me that Sin City Carla, you know? Oh, yeah. She would have made a good one. But she just, I guess she wasn't big enough at the time. I guess not. We could have had a, we could have had like Clive Owen as an old man Superman and a, mm. and a Mickey Rourke as an old man Batman. Sin mm, totally. <laughs> Steel. Since since steel Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, sweaty dark nights. Speaking of Superman, I heard this guy behind me is sort of like a Superman. You can't that see hi- his face. Is that Hyperion? That's the Hyperion. That's Marvel, though, right? Yeah, that's Marvel. I heard this guy is sort of like a Superman himself. He's a real son of a bitch, too. Is he? Yeah. Apparently. Apparently, he's, he's like, like a like an Omni Man or a. Uh, he is. Yeah. He doesn't have the morals of a Superman. Hmm. Or at least he loses his morals. There was a run called The Exiles. It was kind of like sliders, but with X-Men characters. And that's where like Blink from the future and an alternate version of Sabretooth and even Mimic. Mimic? Yeah. And they'd all go morph. And they'd all go to different realities. And in one of them, they met Hyperion, who was a real evil son of a bitch. But he ended up joining them on some adventures. Mm-hmm. Called Exiles, folks, if you don't know your googs. Mm. But uh, it was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Every new run was like a, them trying to fix or escape a new reality. And that's my first run-in with that guy. Mm. But he's like the same thing as like a Marvel Superman. Yeah. But wait, then what's the Spectre all about? What is the Spectre? So the Spectre... <clears throat> oh, not Spectre. Um, the Sentry. What's the Sentry all about? That blonde dude? Is the Sentry... Oh. So he, he like... He, I thought he was like part of the Shi'ar. He's not Shi'ar? No, he's like a Marvel Superman too. But he's like a normal guy that somehow transforms into... 
Like he shazams into a super being. Oh wow! Called the Sentry. The Sentry. Yellow cape, long blonde hair. And there would there is another guy, the Sun God. Ra? No, he's like from another multiverse. You mean the Die Superman? Like who? I think it was part of the Great Society or what? Okay, yeah, something. I, yeah, yeah. So they were they were like the Justice League of Marvel in this new run. Mm. What got you? What got you crackling on uh, Hyperion? Uh, I need to find out what's about to happen this weekend in Marvels. Mm. <laughs> so I guess we're not going to get to Desperado. So. <laughs> Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? Those those eagles, those eagles. Oh, but uh, you have your tickets. You, you're going to go see it. Uh, the Marvels, yes. Yeah, I'm going to take my mom. Heard is riding. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I've heard mixed things. Okay. I hear some of the reviews from our neck of the woods, like your 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 Empire Magazine, your 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 ComicBookMovie.com, your your Slash Film, and they say it's a delightful, fun romp, four and a half stars, five stars. Ooh. But then you go to the Rottens, like you said, and uh, I guess uh, Toby Wong from the fucking uh, Nebraska Gazette gave it fucking thumbs down. <laughs> Right. So I don't know. What? Let me ask you this: what, Who do you believe anymore? Do you believe the Rottens, or do you believe? I, I believe Rotten. Yeah, I believe because I took that Exorcist, uh, uh, that last Exorcist movie run, and they were right. It was fucking Rotten. Mm. Whereas the Nun too is Rotten, but it's a high Rotten. You know, you can stomach it all the way to the end because it just didn't make sense. I couldn't make it through. Couldn't make it through. No. Not because it was bad. It's just it's not my forte. Okay. Like that horror. I'm not really. You're not a possession guy. Nah, and it is fucking freaky. Like that nun, especially when I looked up her. uh, I went back to that Conjuring and saw her come out that goddamn wall. Jesus Christ, man. You don't like it. I uh, yeah, I had to leave a light on that night. You didn't like like the the goat man. I wasn't ready for it. I kept waiting for like you know Vera Farmiga and her sexy ass to like leave a light off, and then we'd see the eyes. But then she got close to the painting, and I wasn't ready for it when it when it came out that fucking wall. She does have sexy eyes. She does, doesn't she? She had me with those eyes ever since departed. Ever since departed, there he is. Where the fuck was she before that? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember DiCaprio, DiCaprio in that ass. Well, he was decapping it, all right. Right. I wish she had got naked, but it was enough. I thought she got she got slightly naked. We saw an yeah, ass slightly, cheek. She got you got bra, but that ass was just out there. That, it was ooh. definitely out there. And I don't think she was even wearing a thong. It was like the combination of the. It was a G string. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a G string. Good one. Yeah. Was cheeks just out there. Yeah. She haven't put him out there in a long time. She didn't put him out there in, in in Bates Motel either. Even though her and Norman were awfully really close, and I said, "Come on, Norman, just just go in for a squeeze. It's okay." I mean, she she uh, she could have you know pulled it off in uh, the the Hawkeye series on Disney, but you know, just oh, we didn't get any goddamn Disney. Just didn't have time, you know. No, we didn't have time more the place. Lalo Salamanca didn't let that happen. No, but Lalo Salamanca and the fucking Better Call Universe, Better Call Saul Universe. You like that guy? I want to see him in more stuff. I want oh. to see him as a main runner. I want to see him as a main runner somewhere. Don't you think they wasted him? They did. Like he's a good villain. He's a great villain. Great. Charismatic. Why didn't they put him in something? You know. He needs to be in something. He needs to be a showrunner. 
I wonder if he could have been a king or a king type. I wonder if he could have just taken Pedro's place in Last of Us, you know? Or just taking Pedro's place, period, in Mandalorian. No, he's not likable enough. He's charismatic. He couldn't be, could be Mando? No. He, he's, he's, too, he's too sly. He's too sly yes. on the uptake. Pedro Pascal, you know, he's got that. It's hard. I know he's under. I know he's acting underneath a helmet, but it's it's just there. It's just it's there. there, you know. It's like Timothy Oliphant. He can play kind of dirty, scuzzy characters, but you like him because you know at the end of the day he's going to do the right thing, like he did as a, as that town sheriff. Yeah. But uh, Pedro's the same way. You kind of like okay, he might be a little bit of a his methods might be ruthless, but he's still a good guy deep down. Mm-hmm. You know. That Lalo. That Lalo. I hate to typecast you, but. It's like Giancarlo. He's fucked now, too. Is he? I don't know. Can you ever see him playing a good guy ever again? I think he's, I I think mean, he's from, a good guy. From from, what? From, from breaking Saul Mando to the boys, I guess it's pretty much you're calling it at this point. <laughs> he's cementing it. Yeah. He's the one that keeps putting these bricks down. People keep calling him for jobs, and he's taking them. I'm not mad at him. I'm just no. saying I think you get, you get into a mold after a while. Yeah. You know? He's a bad guy. He's a bad dude. Because then they want him for something else in mall. They wanted him to do – oh, no, no, no. I take it back. They want – no, in D.C., they wanted him to do uh... – Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah, which, right. I, which I'm for that. Yeah. Bring Lalo and him back together for a DC project. You <laughs> say Lalo can't do nothing else. He he's pretty much. I don't know if he can't do nothing else. I just I don't know. I don't really know what he did prior to Better Call Saul. Shame on me. He I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. When, uh, when he showed up on Better Call, that's that was my first introduction to that mm-hmm. actor. Maybe that's all it is. You know. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I mean, I never knew Jonathan Majors. And then, because uh, cr- the first time I seen the first time I seen Jonathan Majors was in the Spike Lee joint, uh, the five uh, the Five Bloods. Oh, see, I I didn't see him in that first. I saw him in Lovecraft first. Okay, yeah. and so I saw him as this good guy who's like vulnerable, but like kind of a big guy, but also like, you know, again vulnerable, like 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 oh he's he's got this innocence to him. Then you see him as Kang, and you're like oh shit, it works. You know, so I don't know. Uh, Tony Dalton. That is Lalo's real name. Tony Dalton. Yeah. Hell of an actor. I want to see Hell him. Hell of an actor. Yeah, I want to see, see him. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, besides, you know, ghouls and goblins. and right. I mean, if we can, uh, if there's ever a recast, let's make him Bucho in the new Desperado. In the new Desperado. Talking about it here exclusively on Comic Con's podcast. Way to bring us back. Don't you think this movie is about due for a remake? Because you, you look at this original. It is. It is. Because at this point, let's just go ahead and call Pedro and let Lalo be, <laughs> you know, Bucho. Uh, and we bring in Anna de Armas as, uh, you know. Oh, what was her name? Oh. Carolina. 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 You know, uh, apparently Helmick. Hmm. I am having a stroke. Apparently, Selma Hayek is still. I thought that was a new name. I thought that was a new name. I just combined both names. Hallmack. Throw it on your new ham and cheese sandwich. Hallmack. Hallmack. When the, when, 
when you're on the go and in a pinch for your everyday adventures, squirt a little Hallmack on that pussy. Use Hallmack mayo. Right. Let it gush out like a nice old cream shot that it is. Ooh. Ooh. That, that Hayek. That Hayek apparently is cringing to this day about that love scene, which I didn't find the love scene that that cringeworthy. It was kind of artsy. I thought, and, I thought it was pretty tasteful. Yeah, it was tasteful. You got you got that Santana Bella blowing in the background. You know. Oh my god. You only got you only got one shot of nipple, so you know. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because this in this movie, this movie now, I, I you rewatch it, you think I don't know if I've seen this movie in years. I'm familiar with it. I've seen parts of it, but I don't think I watched it in its entirety in years. I take and I, uh, I take a ride every year. Every year, it's a top year. ten for you. It's the, I have to watch Desperado at least once a year. It's so cheesy in it so is. many scenes. It's a cheesy. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. It's not cheesy. It's Let's not. talk about it. There don't you think? I think it is. I don't think it's cheesy in a bad it, way, but it, it's it's ninety. It's early ninety Grindhouse. It's not cheesy. It's is it Grindhouse? Because I don't think it even it's knows. It's I don't even think it knows it's Grindhouse. It's Grindhouse because El Mariachi <laughs> has nothing on Desperado. Robert Rodriguez took something. He he literally took something, and he just made it into an action fucking movie. Well, he took El. He took. I guess it's supposed to be like a sequel to El Mariachi, but this right. is more or less. More of a re- remake. I can't tell. Were those flashback scenes actual scenes from El Mariachi? I would think so because that that the the actor that you get at first that's doing the right. The it's a I different. Think he was. The, I think he was the actual uh, Bucho. He was the Bucho from the first one, right? Right. And they just kind of well, we couldn't get that guy. That guy's on. That guy OD'd, so we got a better actor. He may be. Yeah, he may have OD. Yeah. yeah. Let's just go with it. But you do have guitar cases to shoot rockets. You have, you know, so I think it's cheesy I mean, in the sense that, that, it's, that, that That's the part that's cheesy. I think all the action scenes are on the level with Commando. Doesn't mean Commando's a bad movie in terms of a piece of shit, but it is a fun, bad movie. But it didn't have, like, just mess. It didn't have cheesy lines, though. He didn't, he didn't say any cheesy lines. You're right. It doesn't have the one-liners. But it has these two, look. You have an hour in that goddamn bar. I timed it. It's almost a whole goddamn hour in that fucking bar before we get anywhere else. From like what we, to what? From, from Buscemi to, from, going in, leaving, coming out, being like, hey, listen, he's in there. I mean, the second I mentioned Booker, the place went fucking, which, by the way, right. Buscemi is amazing because he's right. just act. He's just not, he's for not the, even acting. 20 minutes he was in the movie. That's all he had to do. He's not even acting. He's just being him. He's the same guy he is in Reservoir Dogs, you know? I think we should have our fucking heads examined, you know? And uh, and then Tarantino shows up for a good time. It's the same fucking thing. We're telling more stories, pissing right. on the bar. And, it, is, you know, it is about a good 45 minutes in the bar. It's solid, dude. And then finally, we get he to Marriott. He walks in and we get to where we're going. For a revenge story, I just feel like it's like... I think Rodriguez really just wanted to up the ante from Mariachi. From Mariachi, right. And just see, like, what other kind of flair could I put in this? And I think Tarantino might have guided the hand a little bit in some of the narrative. And yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I was a long so. story. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I still really like it. It's just different watching it now versus then. You know I feel I mean? the same thing like I did back in the day. Watch, really? It's, it still holds for me. Like, mm. I'm still excited to to hear Banderas drop those lines. You know, when he walks in the bar, I'm just looking for work. <laughs> 
He is really dropping those lines. <laughs> he is dropping them all right. It's really. You got, you got Cheech over there. What's what's in the guitar case? My guitar. When he teaches that little boy guitar and he starts going through that PTSD on that fucking guitar. No, 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 no. But they kill that kid. I forgot all about that. That kid with the guitar, he dies. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? No. Remember, they get him to the hospital. Oh, they they get him to the the hospital. hospital. They get him to the hospital. You just, you cut the movie off. I did. I stopped. I saw that kid on the side of the road. I said, okay. cut the movie off. I said, okay. I said, okay. No, remember, they, uh, they, he ends up stopping the battle and he gets, he's able to get him to the hospital and, uh, the kid's dad is there. We don't know if he survives, but at the hospital, he's still going. He's at the hospital. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then, uh, Mariachi, he ends up going to Bucho's house and, <laughs> you know, just taking out everybody. Well, I'll just take your word for it. I do say, I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Hey, I will say this. Hey, <laughs> best scene in this movie, in this entire movie, is okay. the Danny, Danny Trejo scene. When he's uh, just slicing them down in the street. I love the fact that Buko's men think that he's El Mariachi. They gun yeah. him down, and then the Buko's on the phone, and they're describing the he's guy they sent. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he have a... Uh, 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 woman tattooed on his chest. And they go, huh? they open him up his chest. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And he had the knives and everything. It was so well played. And he, was, he uses throwing knives. Right. It was like uh, it was like some three amigo shit. Right. But he's also a good a good actor too. Yes, uh, he, he is. I don't know what his name is, but it's uh, good. Mucho. Joaquim Almeida. I want to say he was in one of those uh, Patriot Games or Clear and yeah. Present Danger. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Not, not Patriot Games. Maybe Clear and Present Danger. Something like that. Because it, it, I think I know what you're talking about. Because it, it, anytime I see him, he's always. Like always. That guy. Yeah. He's always Bucho to me. He's a family man, but he's killed families. Right. He's killed his brother's, you know, love. Mm. He'll always be Bucho. You don't think uh, a Benicio del Toro could swing a uh, could swing a new Desperado? I guess he's too old for it now. He's kind of old. Cause I mean, at that at that point in time where we were, you got to give it to Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas had one hell of a run in the nineties. Let's talk about it. Lay it down for me. Like from Desperado, we went on to what? Uh, assassins, mm-hmm. and then from Assassins, he went on to what? He had one more flick after that. He had the Zorro. No, franchise. he had uh, he had uh, uh, before Desperado. Didn't he have uh, Philadelphia? Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the he was uh, Tom Hanks' uh, boyfriend. He was the boyfriend in the sailor outfit. Yep. Right. Or uniform. Yeah. And then, but I'm just saying, action wise, and then. It led up to what? Assassins uh, is a fun movie. Very fun movie. Banderas goes completely unhinged in that. Yeah. Like he's Classic. off the rails. He's Classic. off the rails. And then you lead up to uh, freaking uh, The Mask of Zorro. Are he, the Zorro movies worth watching with him? They are worth watching. Because I've never seen them. Not a single they one. They are worth watching because he's one hell of a Zorro. He is was he? the perfect choice for Zorro. 
Is it worth watching for that Catherine Zeta Jones? At least the first one. Mm. That first one, I never seen her more hotter. Mm. I thought I did in Phantom, but I take it back. She was real hot in Phantom. Phantom. How about that Phantom? I did not know what that was when I first saw her in Phantom. Man, I was. Because I thought she was a Latina. I thought she was Latina. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I thought she was Latina, but she's not. She's uh, what? Just she's a- she's Asian and Mexican, right? No, I think she's just. I think she's just British. Get the fuck out of here! Right. I gotta look this up now. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. Or either she's just like she's South a Welsh America. actress. What Welsh. The fuck? Yes. She's Welsh. Okay. Seriously? Oh, wow. She was appointed commander of the Order of the British Empire in 2010. What the fuck? She's only 54. She still looks great. Man, she looks so good in Wednesday, too. You know? She looks really good in Wednesday. She looks really good. Man, that is crazy. Why did I think she was like half Asian, half Hispanic? What kind of name is Zeta Jones? You know? She has that look. You should add Jones to anything, and it sounds legitimate. But Zeta? It's like, oh, she's... Do you remember in that movie where she was a Sean Connery and they had to like break in and her ass had to go under the lasers? What, uh, entrapment. 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 Yeah. And Sean Connery's like, careful with that ass. Bend it. Bend it, bend it some more. You know? And she's bending it under those lasers. I remember looking at that and going, okay, so she's obviously like Asian of some kind. You know? The hair and the... I'm going to say this no. sounds so racist. No. Even the eyes and the face. Her eyes, she has that look, right? Well, fuck. I mean, shit. God damn. And she's been going pretty good with fucking Michael Douglas this whole time. Yeah, she's still married to him. Like, I heard they were separated, but they're still, like, legally married. Since 2000. You know, a funny story about that. My buddy was actually watching Black Rain the other day and was like, he was talking about, you know, this movie should be remade. It's a fucking classic, you know, although I'm not so sure about Mickey Doug. And I'm like, you know, that Catherine Zeta-Jones... I read this a long time ago. Apparently, she saw Black Rain, fell in love with Michael Douglas. She was a young girl, and then grew up and married his ass, his old ass. Wow! You know, so just for imagine. some reason, I heard that story before. Right, you could be on the street younger than him. Way younger. She's a good twenty at least. Yeah, because Hank Pym is pretty old. Hank Pym is old. <laughs> She's fifty-four, and I think Dougie's but, like. Hey, I, I say Hank Pym. I say Hank Pym is um, but, but. Don't get it twisted. Mm. Michael Douglas is that motherfucker. He is that motherfucker. Michael Douglas had that run, though. He had a great run. What a run. Yeah. He's solid, too. How many movies did he play a guy cheating on his wife or about to cheat on his wife in the 90s? I feel like that was his whole run. Yeah. And then Basic Instinct, forget about it. Forget about it. For my money, it never gets... But you can't remake that. No, you can't remake that. You can't remake that. It was it was a product of its time. Product of its time. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, you can you can remake Desperado. Right. Because I believe there are towns very much like this town that are still in this condition. Mm-hmm. Throughout. And, and and there's always room for revenge, you know. We like a good revenge story. It never gets right. old. And I would not be mad if if Rodriguez took the helm and did it again. I would like Rodriguez to take it and do it again. Now, would you like it even more if it said Desperado Redo? Like E D 
E A U X. <laughs> Redux. <laughs> Would you like that even more? And they brought back Antonio uh, to play El Buco. See, but okay, I, I can go with mm-hmm. that. You have you you bring back Banderas and he's Bucho. Yes, but how young do you want to go for a Mariachi? He could be thirties, early thirties, late thirties. Yeah. yeah, early thirties. Because because your main choice is who is Pedro. Guess it's got to be Pedro Pascal, unless you go with uh, let's say who else do you uh, got? Who else do you have right now in your back pocket that can play Desperado? What about Michael Pena? No. It's it's not there. Damn, he's 47 years old. Jesus. It's not there. Okay. Let's go for it. Hispanic actors. How many things can I look up on the internet today? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to just throw it out there anyway. Solo. Oh, wait. Solo. I'm I'm talking about my goddamn Blue Beetle. <laughs> oh, Zolo. Yeah. Could he do it? I think he can do it. Yeah, because you know what's funny? I don't know if the phone just knows that I'm old, but I pull it up and it gives me Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, Salma Hayek, Benicio Del Toro, Zoe Saldana, Eva Longoria, Andy Garcia, Jennifer Lopez, Benjamin Bratt, John Leguizamo. It's all like... I mean, don't oh. get it twisted. I'll take a female Desperado, if that's what you want. Ooh, how about that Isai Morales, the guy from uh, who played Deathstroke in the Titan show? He's good. He is good. He is good. But he's old, isn't he? He's old, too, yeah. Too old to oh. complete the training. What about our boy? What about Nick Stevens, <laughs> my twin from fucking Andor? Too short. <laughs> Is he really? I gotta look that shit up. Isn't he too short? He's too short, man. I think that's why I like him because I'm like, oh, you're you're a small guy like me, and you're fucking shit up. But I will say he's this: gonna... he does, he has the chops for it. He has the chops for it. Okay, that's he's a good for... choice. He's forty three. Forty three. How tall is he? Does not say. Because if you if you bring back Bushimi and he says, I've seen the. Uh, uh, Walking in the bar is the biggest fucking Mexican I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't work for Andor. Well, he's 5'10", so he's not going to be... It doesn't work. It's no. not working. Like, Banderas was perfect. Yeah, he really was. And nobody knew who he was, you know what I mean? He I wasn't definitely didn't know. He, he uh, wasn't a household name. Let me see. No. Here. Oh, this will surprise you. Banderas is 5'9". As of right now. Yeah. <laughs> you think he shrunk? I think he shrunk. I think he just had a better build. I think build. he shrunk. I think no, he shrunk. I think he had a better build. He was a younger man, and they, they, they made him out to be darker, larger, because larger. What was, it? what was he? He was like, what, 29, 30 when he did. Yeah, but they don't. you don't shrink like that. You shrink. You shrink a little bit once you hunch over and shit, but you're not like. He's 63. Yeah, he is 63. So you think he went from 6'3 to 5'9? I ain't saying 6'3. I'm saying he was probably at least, what, 6'6? Six, 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 
Six or six and a half? You think he lost fucking three to four inches? I didn't know Diego Luna was 10. I thought he was shorter than that. 5'10. I thought he was much shorter than that. Yeah, he looks shorter. Selma Hayek's only 5'2. Danny Trejo's 5'6. This is giving me everybody's. Melanie Griffith is 5'9. What the fuck happened to Melanie Griffith? Remember how hot she was back in the day? Oh, yeah. Wesley Snipes, 5'9. So Wesley Snipes isn't like tall by. He's an inch taller than me. But they made him look huge in Blade. I mean, I mean, I get, I get the the film stuff because look what they did for Hardy and in, in Rises. That's like, what I'm saying. Like you can you, do. You tri- thought Bane was fucking seven feet tall. Easily, easily. Yeah. All that camera angles and he put on all angles. that weight. His angles. You can do that shit now. You can make. But it the look- way Banderas walked in that that first bar, you know, it looked like he was about. A six four Mexican. It did. It didn't. It didn't hurt. Like I think everybody just needs a good hype man, right? I've always said yeah. this. This podcast needs a good hype man. That you know, Antonio Barrett Banderas needed a hype man. You know what I'm saying? When you have Buscemi, I wish we all could have Buscemi go into a place before we get there and just hype the hype us the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy's fucking. This guy's fucking huge. Largest Mexican. Uh, he gets a glass of Biswan Jungle. Yeah, exactly. Have a beer. Got no beer. Just All piss, is piss one chongo. Piss one chongo. Is he saying piss warm chongo? I thought he said piss one chongo. Piss one chongo. <laughs> Email us at comicconspodcast.gmail.com if you know what he's really saying. If you know what piss one <clears throat> chongo is. That's right. Because we right. piss in it. Wow, Antonio's got a new hot girlfriend. Uh, she's young. She's so young. Mm-hmm. I guess him and Melanie are no more. I didn't realize that. I thought they were still happily married. Yeah, they separated a while back. Antonio Banderas and his young and tall girlfriend get all dressed up for Spanish award show. She is taller than him. She's a good three inches taller than him, but she's also got heels on, so the reporter's kind of dumb. But her tits are just sticking out of this blouse. If you don't know, you googs. What a great, what a great thing, right? You get old. You got money. Get yourself a nice young woman. You know. You didn't tell me that he was in fucking Indiana Jones, though. I didn't know he's that. in the new one. I haven't, I haven't finished it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I started it, never finished it. It's not that it was really even that bad. I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of an indicator, but I don't know. Sometimes you just you need the time, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I end up going back through shit more than watching something new. You know, because like, what movies or series? Yeah, movies and I go series. Back to series. Yeah. Me too. Um, and I just feel like, you know, it's one of the, it's one of those things where I have to be like in a right mood to watch something new. You know, like something brand new. And when I pop this Desperado in, you know what I put on after I after I cut it off? Hateful Eight. And then I fell right asleep. Oh, the long version. Yeah, I did. I, I, it was like it was like ten o'clock at night. I was like, I'll watch the long version. No, everyone else in the house is asleep, and I woke up on a Wednesday on my couch. That's the best way to go. It's the best way to go. You know, I mean, I think because I crave that dialogue, and that dialogue in the opening of Desperado was fantastic. But then it just takes a shift for me, and I just lost. You know, I agree. I think it needs to be remade. Maybe we could add a new rating to the show. It's remake. Good. I don't know. 
It's remake. I don't. I don't even know how we'd phrase that. Mm, it's, it it's time for a remake because Once Upon a Time in Mexico is almost twenty years old at this point. Tell me about that. So I only saw that one once too. Is that one worth watching? It's worth heard- a watch. It's worth a watch, but it's more cheesier than than what you would think Desperado than what you think Desperado is. Like I, I still didn't see the need for Johnny Depp in that. You know. Yeah, because he shows up in it, and he, is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. And does the Banderas take him out? Uh, does, no, no. I don't think he takes him out. I think somebody else takes him out. Hmm. Uh, I think Eva Eva Mendez takes him out. Isn't it something with his eyes or his hands or something? His hand. Like, he has this fake hand, weight, but he has both his hands. He just has a fake arm just in case, you know, somebody... Uh, gets him before he eats his uh his taco salad he has both hands but he's human after all and that was it that was the end of the uh desperado trilogy some type of body armor <laughs> how about that guy we how about that guy let's talk Call, about 89 called him up <laughs> called him up and did he fucking deliver let's talk about that guy and let's talk about the bum on top of the roof Okay, let's talk about those it. guys delivered those lines perfectly. In what movie? Le- in what movie? And, le- and legendarily, we're talking about 1989, <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Batman. Because how can you deliver a line like that? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't have nothing else to say. Nothing. Nothing. He just said some type of body armor. He's, He's human after, after all. The way what he put them? the he put the phrasing right. He put the emphasis on the. He's human after all. What a delivery. Right. Don't think we ever seen that guy again. Let alone no. did we ever see the guy on the rooftop. Hey, 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 you want your cut of the money or not? Now shut up. Shut up. And the guy took a, took, took a what? <laughs> he took a walk off. Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off a roof. All right. No big loss. No big loss. No big loss. How many times did he have to be in the mirror practicing that line? Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off the roof. How about that? uh, Hey, American Express card. Don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without it. Give that man an Oscar. Give him an Oscar. Delivered. All Keaton had to do was say, I'm Batman. Isn't our guy who said he's human after all, isn't he the same guy that put the hurting on bats in that cathedral tower before he got his head rocked on that bell and got fell down the goddamn bell tower? No, it was a white guy. No, it's a black guy that says it, I thought. No, it was a white guy. It was a white guy. He had the uh, fedora and sunglasses. I can see the movie right now, goddamn. I can see the movie right now, goddamn. How much do you want to bet? Bet your <laughs> life. It's a white guy that looks my like mind, I... blues. In my like mind, I always heard he's human after all. No, it was like some type of body on him. He's human after all. I think he delivered. Now, are you saying there's another guy that delivers? He's human after all. I, let's just watch the scene, okay? Then you have a controversy because I think it's the same guy delivering both lines. You think so? I think it's the same. You think guy. it's a Blues Brothers guy? I I'm saying it's a black guy. You're okay. saying it's a black guy saying okay. that. I'm saying. How should I look this up on YouTube to to chime to? Alley scene. Alley fight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get it in here. All right. All right. Wait a minute. There you go. What is that? Some kind of body armor. 
He's human after all. Oh, you were right. The mask. You were right. It is that Elwood dude. It's totally Elwood. I thought it was the same. I thought for some reason in my mind, I always heard he's human after all. Like a black man said it. And then later, because there's a black guy that actually gives Batman the business in the cathedral. I thought that was him. Because it, it's something with you in movies. Because what what is Liam Neeson's name in Batman Begins? <laughs> what do you hear? I heard for years, Amelie Ducard. Amelie Ducard. <laughs> I heard it for years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. Oh, I can't help it. Because he says it so fast when you look at the sub- <laughs> <laughs> you look at the sub the subtitles and it says, "I am merely Ducard, but I work for a man." Like, why would you say I'm merely Ducard? So he's saying like you're you're merely just a a guy named Ducard. I'm just, I'm merely Ducard. Amelie. That's I heard Amelie. Like, I my name is Amelie Ducard. But I work for a man named Rouse. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that's just it's just so funny that your mind just made up its mind and it said we're fucking going with this Amelia Ducard and, and, and for the rest of our days until somebody calls us out. And then <laughs> for years, since I was seven years old, I thought that was a black man. I guess I never paid attention to the face when the camera pans back to the three guys, right? I just paid I've attention. Always, I've always paid attention to those guys. Man, you love those guys. <laughs> I love that movie. I would love to have that jacket. Wouldn't you love to have that jacket? That Joker jacket? That fucking purple jacket? That Joker henchman jacket? Yes. Can I get a Joker henchman jacket, please? Where are those jackets? Can we get them, folks? Well, fucking, I think we can make them because all, I think you just had to, you had the patch. It's it's your basic security guard jacket with the but little. But no, fur it had, it had like some. Yeah, it had the little fur, but it had like some flair to it. Because I just remember the patch. Wait, let's see. They get out. They're kind of puffy. Right. Come on now. No blood. Hey, who is this guy? You're right. They had the fur. They had the patch. And I think, do they have it on the back too? They have it on the back. And it's got to be that 80s Joker drawing. Right. That It's got to be Jack Nicholson. Joker. They all, had the, they all had the fur, though. Those guys are—they are white, and yeah. they are—they <laughs> look—they fucking look like the Blues Brothers. They do. <laughs> they like I thought it was brothers. a black man for so long. Hey, hey, for just, just, just hey, just, 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 just for, just for you know the Conzies' sake, just play the whole goddamn scene. Just, let's just do let it, it let's play. Do, let's do it. Just let's let do it play. It. Let's do it. <laughs> I gotta stop with that. I gotta start at that part where you said, "See that thing in my belt? Grab it." Just, just let it do, play because I want to see it now. Oh man! Oh man! No sound. Oh, you're not getting it. Not getting see the sound. Thing in my belt. Oh, there we go. Got it. There you do. Don't let go. The fact, the fact, he fell fifty goddamn feet and still was able. To... Oh. No blood. Hey, who is this guy? Check his wallet. Where's Bob goes for the wallet? What is that? Some kind of buddy on He's human after all. Take off the mask. Hmm. Get her! Look, I swear I think that's a black man that did the ADR. 
No, no, you're, but you're right. The black man did whoop his ass in the bell tower. But I think that might have been the same guy, black man that did the voice over for that part, and it wasn't the white guy. Because <laughs> when you listen close to that, he's human after all. He's human it, after all. It sounds, it sounds like a, your typical Jersey guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right. They were from Jersey. They were all from Jersey. Right. Of course, Bob says, go for the wallet. Check his check wallet. His, check his wallet, like for his ID. Right. Because Batman carried a wallet. Of course he did. I.e. Batman and Robin. <laughs> he had the American, he had the Bat Express car. Never leave the cave without it, right? It's everywhere you want to be. Uh, what else Kids, wanna... by the way, to let, uh, to let the Conzies know that how much of a, you know, Batcock hanger I am, you know, I just recently bought another Bat Watch. Oh! Numero dos. Very nice, Mr. Wayne. Does it come in black? Apparently it does. Apparently it does. That looks good. Yeah. 20 bucks. Thank you, SuperheroStuff.com. There you go. That's it, folks. Okay. Hit us up on Comic-Con's podcast or Comic-Con's podcast at gmail.com or at Comic-Con's cast on the X. And you can have one of these beautiful shirts sent directly to your door. Okay? Door-to-door service. Or have me send directly to your door. (laughs) Or we'll send the Monomoto. He'll come wrapped in cellophane. Right. Just the shirt on and nothing else. No, 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 no pants, no undies. Just no. That is not what they're ordered. Just a tall six foot what? One, two? Six three black man at your door. (laughs) At your door, wrapped in cellophane, cock hanging out. Huge because, you know, and um and that's it. That's all we got. Because I'm just looking for work. Mm. And he wants to shoot some of his bazookas right out of his guitar case. <laughs> He's ready to <laughs> You didn't like you didn't like those you didn't like that, that bazooka out that guitar. You know, case. you know what's hilarious about that? I fucking love a goddamn bazooka strapped penguin. But I fucking <laughs> Can't stand a, a, a bazooka out of a guitar case. I said it was too much, <laughs> and I realize that I'm a I'm a walking contradiction. I realize that, but uh, that's all I got. That's all she wrote. We kind of recasted it. We kind of rated it. I'll say this. I will say this movie is this movie is. I I think it's catching it on cable slash sick with the flu. Good. I think if you're laid out on the couch and it comes on. You pop it on for a fun spin. It's definitely yeah, it's definitely sick with the flu. I wish I had caught it at theaters. I wish. Yeah. I think I'm mm, I don't know if I did or not. I don't think I did. Yeah, I wish I could have caught it at theaters. Because ninety five what was I doing ninety five? I was thirteen. I don't think I would have seen this in theaters. I don't think it was on to it yet. Right, because I, I was when it was out, I was in the other uh I was in the other uh theater watching Mortal Kombat. So I was in the same theater, sir. There you go. <laughs> And that's what we got to say on this show, folks. A midday cast for your listening pleasure. At the end of the day, it is just two guys and a couple of mics. We are your hosts, Nick Stevens, and I am Amelie Ducard. Amelie Ducard, but you work for a man named Ross. Oh, cool. Cool. And it is just fiction. What do you feel? Mr. Wayne.
You are afraid, but not of me. Tell us, Mr. Way. What do... I always wanted to drag it out. What do you fear? As smoke is, as the smoke is blowing out his mouth. <laughs> yeah. What do... Hold on, no, no. He's like, no, hold on. Let me do it. Ready? And you are afraid, but not of me. Tell oh. us, Mr. Way. He, did he have a cigarette? No, he didn't. Oh. The camera just travels in his mouth like the way it did when Neo was. Oh, the smoke goes. Oh, 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 oh. Why, oh, why didn't they take the blue pill? So then we moved to Shallon Land, a young youth. You're rocking the goat too, no goose. Only way I begin the G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream for the teen who was a fiend. Started smoking wools at 16. And running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes. Making my way on fire skates. No question I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I will flow off and try to get the dough off. Sticking up right, boys, a war My life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick type click and went all out. Catching keys from cross seas. Rolling in MPVs every week. We made 40 G's. Yo, brothers, respect mine. I ain't gonna take now. Survival got me bugging, but I'm alive on arrival. I beat back the safe of the streets to stay awake through the ways of the world. <laughs> a man with a dream with plans to make green was fail. I went to jail at the age of 15, a young buck selling drugs and stuff. Who never had much, trying to get a clutch of what I could not touch. The court played me short, now I face incarceration. Facing, no one upstates my destination. Handcuffed in back of a bus.